Hello and welcome to another episode of the Corner 101 History Lessons within Parallel Timelines. I'm Dr. Philip Reese. Professor Carmine Fasano. And we're back again for another episode. A little bit about the podcast, what we do. We take what-if situations within fixed points of history. For example, last week we talked about one Christopher Columbus. And what if he did not discover America? Discover is a really strong word. We discover. We learned that over the week on social media. Oof. So let's get one thing clear here, boys and girls. As I stated in the podcast, we know people were already living on this continent before he landed. In fact, I think I cracked the joke saying, how can you claim land in someone's backyard? Right, yeah. We, that's a great joke. I have no clue why in this nation people just read headlines. And it, it's good for me because now I know when we post these um, on podcasts, on, on Facebook and social media, we have to come up with a real nice, clever headline because people are um, just forward around. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, people are as stupid. long as it's clever. Yeah, people are, and stupid. it supports what you well, kind of believe. And I, I shouldn't call people stupid, but <laughs> you should look all of the comments on that posting about the podcast, and it was titled "What if Christopher Columbus did not discover America?" All said the same thing: Christopher Columbus didn't discover America. There were people already here. Well, no America shit. Vespacci. No shit. Yeah. No shit. I mean, we all know that's common knowledge. But if you would have took the time to head to the website and or listen to the podcast, you would know that. Shameless plugs. But that's what we do. And we do other things like that in history. I mean, we did Ronald Reagan. We did Reagan. You know, what if? He's going to be talked about in this episode a little bit today. He is going to be talked about yeah. this episode. But we did an episode on him saying, what if he was not assassinated? Oh, I'm, I take that back. What if he was assassinated in that's 1881? Real good episode. You should listen to it. We did one about Tupac. Jesse, you know, we're not it's always political. Yeah. yeah, we did one about Tupac saying, what if he left? But if you just saw the headline that said Tupac lives, you'd be like, well, what are these guys talking about? I actually saw that headline this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in Mexico now. I forget, oh, like he's Thailand. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Him and Elvis? Yeah, Elvis is there too. Um, he's a little bit fatter. Pac's rocking the Gumby again. Like, is he? Yeah, well, yeah, like juice. Yeah. It is back in style. It is. Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus, the Terminator. Yes, but thank you for all your support. You know, thank you for all the kind feedback and comments that you posted on Christopher Columbus. It was very helpful. It was an entertaining discussion in the comments. It was, it was impressive. This one guy said, well, he didn't slaughter the natives, but he did kill them. Oh, like, is there a freaking yeah, difference? Yeah. Like, he did. Yeah. Like, he kept saying it was like the the sickness that the Europeans brought over that well, like wiped that as yeah. well too. Yeah. But it's like yeah, well, sickness was only one part of the problem. The other part, well, we we talked about that yeah. a lot. Well, know, he but. also said that well, the natives they were hostile as well. Well, shouldn't they be hostile if someone's <laughs> if landing? Someone saying, hey, like we're taking this. If someone's landing yeah. in your backyard and saying this is our land now, aren't you going to be hostile? I mean, hell, right now in 2019. People want to build a wall on Mexico just to keep people out. Yeah. Isn't that kind of hostile or no? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe that's like why the, the wall is like a big thing. People are worried about Mexicans just being like, this is ours now. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. 
So what are we talking Columbus style? Yeah. So what are we talking about today? We talk about toys from the eighties. Toys, yeah. Toys and cartoons, and cartoons. Toys yeah. and cartoons in the eighties. They were. They kind of went hand in hand. Like you couldn't have one without the other, which was awesome and great marketing for you know Hasbro and Mattel. Those guys made millions on us because of that. So, so why was cartoons in the eighties and toys in the eighties so different prior to like in the sixties and the seventies, as well as afterwards in the nineties? There's like a key moment in history that changed everything which impacted people pretty much born after 1975 but before 1984 a very small window there it was a great window it was I, a great window. I was a child in that time frame and i loved every minute of it screaming at my parents to buy me all these cool toys which I brought into the into the lab today. We were actually uh, hanging out, playing with toys while we <laughs> record. So, and it did come back to Reagan and his policies on deregulation, and this impacted the FCC, where they deregulated a lot of their laws pertaining to what advertisement can be shown during children's programming, as well as what type of programming can be shown as well too when it's animated. And that happened in 1981, I believe. Right. And essentially, like, rewind a little bit back to, like, your, like, early, like, 50s and 60s. Like, there was a lot of regulations put on advertising because of, um, uh, in movies and, like, product placement, you know, was a lot, was, like, a lot of things. And then um, subliminal, like, kind of messages, like, for, for different products. So the FCC stepped in to regulate a lot of that. And this was Reagan essentially, I think he used his like first veto. This was like one of the first ones was to, to deregulate this. Right. Cause this actually passed through Congress, like overwhelmingly to keep it. Well, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of, there were a lot of committees back in the seventies and the sixties to keep things like that in place. Um, one was the, Actions for Children Programming, or ACT, A-C-T. Um, they were real big in the 60s and the 70s. Um, in fact, there was a point where they tried to ban all advertising on, you know, um, children's broadcasting. Right, they were kind of the, the moral committee trying to yeah. keep things more educational focused versus fantasy kind of violent and, uh, yeah, and they were able to get it. They were able to get it down or limit it, I should say, to twelve minutes per hour, right? And we should advertise to kids. But here's what really happened: it was Marques Bowler. He was um, Reagan's right hand man when it came to deregulation. And this is what it really came down to: in the seventies, when it came with when it came to children's cartoons, there was a lot more emphasis on education, right? as well as you weren't able to advertise directly or tied into that programming as well too, or license a product towards that programming. And then in 1981, that's when everything changed where they erased that law, meaning any fucking cartoon that (laughs) came on the air, you were able to license a product towards that programming. Which it, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it was genius, like to incorporate the two though, like because 
I mean, essentially, like what it was done for was to spark the economy, and it worked. You know, um, we'll we'll definitely dive more into that in this uh, in this intro. But uh, it was like it was such like a smart you know marketing technique because literally some of the toys that you would buy like you would do stuff like with the shows like on tv they would actually like interact you type in codes and stuff like that or like some things would like like light up during like special parts of like the episode like it was insanely smart well well, well, put it to you like this right here okay from 1984 to 1985 cartoons featuring some type of licensed product that's tied into that programming Uh increased by 300 percent 300%. 300%. It's massive. Amount. 300%. Um, there was about 85. Oh, by the end of 1985, there were 40 different animated series with some type of um, product line tied to it. Right. So that's where you get into like your He-Man, your Transformers, G.I. Joes, Silver Thundercats. Thundercats, Mask. I could go on and on. Yeah, like, and let's so, not forget She-Ra, My Little Pony, right. Cabbage Patch Kids. Garbage Pail Kids. That was my retirement money for a while. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... Everything was tied into it. It was. All in the 80s and all of those toys. Voltron. All of those toys. A lot of the times, like, they were really, like, lame, like, plots and stuff, too. Like, they would get canceled, like, after a season. But, like, the toys would stick around. They'd be, like, still going after, like, for years and years. And then, like, it was just, like one and done for the seasons. I, I like feel like like that was like the modern like day like hustle for like the eighties was like to be creative enough to create like some sort of a sitcom like that cartoon wise and then launch a product line. Like then you would make bank. It's like a you know essentially But like, it was different. The way they yeah. were doing it, Professor. The way they were doing it is they would come up with the, the toy first. And right. And say, how can we sell this toy? Okay, let's come up with a, a cartoon. Yeah. And it's pretty much a half hour Worth of advertisement. Exactly. And He-Man was the first one. And they then, came up with the toy yeah. first. And then they came up with the cartoon. How can we sell this toy? Oh, let's come up with the cartoon. They talked to our good buddies over at Marvel, too, to set up comic books to, like, give these guys, like, backstories and stuff, too. Not True. Not He-Man, but, uh, like, I think Thundercats had a comic. He-Man G. had a comic Joe. book as Did well, it? Yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. G.I. Joe had one as well. And then uh, Ninja Turtles were DC, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And in those comic book advertisements to buy the toys and watch the show. But why is that such a big deal? Again, and this ended in nineteen um, in nineteen ninety. That's when the the um, Children's Television Act came into place, and that pretty much put a kibosh to all of this. Which is why it's a very small window from eighty one until the law passed in eighty one, but it really didn't start to really take place until eighty three. So you're talking about eighty three till. 9091. We had this golden era of nothing but cartoons and toys. And if you were born after 1975, but before 84, you were right smack down in the middle of everything. You were growing up in this awesome era of I, cartoons I, and I toys. Had countless. I mean, it was a tradition for every boy and girl born during that era to wake up Saturday morning, head down to the kitchen. Fix a bowl of cereal. You would take that bowl of cereal, turn on the TV. You only had probably, you know, three, four stations. I mean, this was before cable TV. Right. This was like, yeah, over there. And you would broadcast TV Saturday morning from 7 a.m. till freaking noon. Yeah. So that whole time, you're being programmed to buy things. Exactly. Also, after school, 
after school was totally right. Different. That was like after prime time for it too. It was prime like time, like three o'clock to like three o'clock to like five. dinner time, like six. Yeah, yeah, yeah until yeah. you know the news yeah. came on, right. the the, the um, local news came on. That whole time, kids, or during that time period, was sitting down and watching hours upon hours upon hours of nothing but advertisement. Yep. And you have to like have your toys like with you during that too. So like, well, yeah, that's the whole thing. Well, well, the cartoons were the advertisement, right? We were being programmed. I do say we because I was born during that time period, and I was spoiled as hell. Thank you very much, mom, (laughs) (laughs) because I had them all. Oh, I had quite a bit too. I had them all, but we were programmed to watch TV and then want. What's on the TV? Exactly. And that same mentality is still stuck within that time frame of pe- the people that was born within that time frame. Now, think about that for a second. So, yeah, it's like essentially like a mental conditioning kind of thing. It's a bad habit that's been ingrained over I and think over it is. for hours. Yeah, I think I think it's anybody, hard to like even recognize. I it. think like, anyone yeah. born after 75 but before 84 has that condition. Right. Especially if they were part of that, 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 that cycle. Right, yeah. Where now they still watch TV, including myself. They see something. It could be any program. It could be you know, a sitcom. It could be some type of drama. You see some type of, um, what do you call it again? In placement ads? Oh, like product placement. Yeah, yeah, product placement. You see something like that. Oh, I have to have it now. Yeah, yeah. Which is why people are so crazy about iPhones half the time. Right. It's like, oh, the here's, next here's the new iPhone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the next big thing. Here's oh. some really nice headphones. 65-inch TV, I yeah. gotta have it. You know, Beats headphones, I have to have it. I gotta say, you know, which one got me pretty recently? Which um, one? The, the Oculus, man. I okay. ordered one over the weekend, so. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, I'm gonna try to go into the, the virtual reality space. I don't even know I need it, but I was just like, "This is cool." I I don't know why I don't need it, so I'm ordering it. Yeah, I mean, it's like fucking Fight Club. It it's like Fight Club, Club, where you have this idea of what it's like to live a certain way because you see it on TV all the time. You're right. reading the magazines all the time. So, oh, I need that type of house. Oh, right. I need that type of car. Oh, this is you know the type of clothes I have to yeah. wear. This is where I have to go out to eat. Right. This is the phone I have to use. Exactly. But and then even just like the life stuff too. It's like, oh, I have to follow these like beaten paths, like graduate high school, go abroad for a year, college, marriage, kids, blah, 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 blah. Like that all kind of goes hand in hand. Because like it's like, yeah. It all goes hand in hand. Because you're kind of just programmed. And I don't know if the kids born after 84, especially, you know, the the, the ones that was born in the 90s and the ones that was born like in the 2000s. I don't know if they have that same mentality. No, their mentality is a lot different. Like, we're like essentially like the last line of like, I call it like that, like we have that loyalty factor still. Like, and no clue why, but like they're all over the place, man. They're just... But they the have like no that, like focus. But like, the people that was born before us. See, I, I know that you have like your Gen X, yeah. and your Gen Y, and then your um, millenniums. Right. Right. But I don't think the people born during that time span, 75 through 84, they really don't fit into any of that. No, like they're like I say it's essentially like the hybrid. You have a lot of like the value, the loyalty, and like that kind of like thoroughness and like you thought patterns where you think ahead like 
you know, from like the older generation, like the baby boomers, like that essentially, but like also like kind of tech savvy, like because we built a lot of that or we were like the the starting ground for a lot of that and getting that off the ground. Go back to buying power, though, okay? Go back to buying power. I'm going to tell you how fucked up I am in it. Okay. I legit do not know if I like IPAs because I like them. Okay. Or because I was programmed to like them. Right, because like that was a craze. Like, hey, like it this was is the, this is the new beer that everybody should be drinking. It was a new craze. And now that's all I and that's been like that for like years. Right, I mean, right. We're talking about what well, I mean five years You're right. at least. Where I really started to drink nothing yeah. but IPAs. Prior to that, I couldn't stand them. And then just like that, nothing but IPAs. Yeah. Like same thing with bourbon. Really? That's the new craze now. No, it is a craze. Like, it kind of, yeah, there's like, and that's like where, like, that culture comes to, like, too. Like, the the hipsters, they started off, like, they were called trendsters. And, like, that was, like, a thing, too. Like, it's people, like, follow the craze and, like, would go, like, balls deep into, like, the lifestyle, so to speak. But do I like craft beer because I like them or because I'm programmed to? That's a great question. I don't know. I could tell you from me, like personally, like I love fucking bourbon. And there's no program in there. Okay. Minus that, like my daddy says I have the gene sometimes, but okay. like, yeah. I never had it before until like maybe two years ago when I had like my first true cocktail. Yeah. And it was the best thing ever. The smoke, the smoked old fashioned was your first one, right? I believe it was a smoked old fashioned. Okay. Yes. Yes, it was. See, I don't know what it was like. And that's what I was drinking right. <laughs> during this podcast. I think, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the IPAs uh, are in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a little double fist, and I got a I got a Berliner and some bourbon. But um, that yeah. sounded way too perverted, and <laughs> I don't know about that. So this week, we're gonna say, well, what if, what if that deregulation never happened in 1983, or I should say 1981, and what if during the 80s. There was no golden error, meaning there was no fantastic cartoons. No, no I'm Thundercats, ho. <laughs> yeah, no mask, no, 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 no Transformers, one. no Voltron. As well as there was no way to tie little kids into being programmed to buy because they're staring at a television for hours and hours and hours upon hours being programmed to buy things because that's what this you see that you, you see the damn cartoon right i gotta have that toy you, i have to have that toy live in a capitalist society like you have to have a little encouragement to buy like if everybody's just stashing away their money the shit crumbles so and if you come from yeah. a pretty good background your mom or dad is gonna say no problem here you go yeah you want that voltron here you go i will you know bust my ass and drive all the way out to the mall you know two hours away <laughs> Jesse could have to get on green <laughs> Voltron you know on For Christmas, Christmas Day. morning yeah. yeah see to match it on the black red and blue line right of course thank like, you very much that's how it goes and like yeah like I remember like my aunt like she still talks about to this day like going to like the hood toys or us to go get me like the Ghostbuster um uh what was it the firehouse that they lived in like yeah, yeah like she fought through people on Christmas Eve to get a fire. I don't know how my mom did it. I mean, yeah, I mean, my dad was the provider, but right. I'm pretty sure it was my mom that was the one busting her butt, getting me all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Buying me all of this. I mean, I had the, the Castle Grayskull, oh, Snake so Mountain. Cool. Yeah. Every He-Man. 
the you know which ones I really like that I completely forgot about. I know like we've been talking about this a lot throughout the week. Do you remember the uh, the Centurions, like the the guys who had the? Uh, yes, I did not like them. You didn't like the no, Centurions? No. Oh, I like those no. guys. No. It was like a super smart marketing technique. Like you had to buy all kinds of extra like bonus stuff yeah. too. Like those guys did it right, man. They were probably like half and all the way to the bank, but. Thundercats, I think, was probably my all-time favorite, though. Yeah, all-time favorite before we... Well, let's go ahead. Let's get Pug warmed up a little bit. We'll get her fired up. Yeah, yeah. Pug is the parallel universe generator, which gives us her bullet points into these um, what-if scenarios. All right, yeah, enough of this. Let's get Pug fired up and see, you know... Let's see how my mentality would be now, you know, without being programmed to fucking buy everything I see on television (laughs) just because of this... Deregulation. We'll be right back. Like this awesome computer rebuilt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we're back. Is Pug ready? Pug has a lot to talk about. Does Pug has any new um likes or followers? No, on social media? no. We, I'm sorry, Pug. We're trying for you, trying to get people to follow you. You just you're not coming out with the good stuff. So where are we going to yeah. start? Of course, in 1980, so, I guess. 81, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is never deregulated. It's never deregulated. So essentially... Um, oh, you know what? I should have hidden on, too, is that because when this stopped after 1990, you can tell that's why Saturday morning stopped being a thing right. after 1990. That's when you started to get more educational programming back on the air in the 1990s and Saturday mornings, and or they just cut out cartoons completely, and they just show news all day long. Or you saw like live action, like say what about? I was gonna say a lot more of the live action yeah. started kicking off over that, and it was trying. It was more towards the. It was geared towards educational and preparing kids for like you know lifetime situations. But yeah, so yeah, yeah nineteen eighty. Because of this law, yep. there is no He Man. There is no GI. No Thundercats. No, no Thundercats. None of these cool cartoons. You basically get like animated like Reading Rainbow. Basically, it's all educational stuff like the boring shit that like they used to roll the projector in if like oh god like i'm really dating us but like the stuff that we used to watch like in school like so what what would kids do when they wake up on a saturday morning they would sit down like they would sit down for these cartoons because it's still like visually stimulating like they would it's a cartoon like well, what are your other options? Like, you can watch grown-up TV, but, like, you remember as a kid, like, grown-up TV, it makes no sense to you. Well, like, shit, I only had three channels. Well, right. Well, you didn't have, I had, like, I had five. Well, really, I had six channels. Six channels. I had Whoa. six channels. Okay. Five American, one Canadian. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, like, I was, like, in the city, so I think we had, like, three or four. Like, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, there was, like, nothing on. Like, yes, yeah, it was all basically, like, those advertisement cartoons but like yeah like at this point like you just have like you know your pbs style cartoons like and i see uh you know with act kind of running things like it kind of goes more towards those like you know um what's like the one like uh like the claymation davy and goliath like the kind of bible based ones too you know what the hell are you talking about like do you not remember any of that no no Davy and Goliath, like he was like the it was like Christian based like claymation. I remember James Bond Jr., but I don't <laughs> James Bond. I don't even know that one. Wow. Okay. So we'll okay, to go do so. A so quick break, but like so. What you're saying is, it pretty much sucks. Yeah, it's not like entertaining at all. Like the good thing. Do we is, still though, have the super ferns? 
No, the Super Friends. Because that did come out in the 70s. That, that did. And, like, there was, like, yeah, there's the Super Friends, Space Ghost, like, Fantastic Four. But, like, they all got knocked off by that time. Like, they got cut short for those more educational. How does that How does that impact comic books? Comic books is where you get, like, that kind of content now. Like, because, okay. like, but, like, it kind of goes differently. Like, you know, you have to read, but so... It's still kind of forcing you into like the educational space. You know so, I mean? Okay, so you're saying that comic books become a bigger thing in the '80s? Yeah, as absolutely. Because like they were still pretty need- big because of helping with the. Sorry to cut you off, but no, yeah, like good. to help with the product placement, you know, for the backstories for in this current timeline, you know, for a lot of these shows. But are you saying that because there are no Saturday morning cartoons and after school cartoons, but a ton of after school specials, which suck? Right, kids are now reading more comic books yeah as absolutely. that's like yeah that's like their getaway like if you're not like into the educational stuff and you're like more in this like the science fiction fantasy like a lot of kids were like back in that time frame like yeah like comic books is your outlet for creativity and, and then, for fun time like then what about video games because video games were still huge back then. oh yeah i didn't even think about that you still had atari right you know the atari coleco vision so i'm thinking kids are waking up and they're going right right to the video games and yeah instead of yeah i'd say like yeah you'd have like you know i mean you know not all i mean in this current timeline yeah all kids did this in the 80s because it was awesome so like when you don't have you know phenomena that draws everybody together now you have some separation so like i see like in this current in this new timeline in the 80s you have kids that are more focused on the science fiction they're playing video games they're reading comic books and they're learning that way. And then you have other kids who are more drawn to the educational programming and they're becoming, you know, um, smarter because they're <laughs> not watching shit content. And it's know. not just the content, but they're not being programmed to buy things, which is really going to hit this generation. Right. Once we start getting into the nineties and the two thousand, like, right. Like this, because that's, this year, that's, like, the, right. that's the big thing. That's the biggest thing that I think came out of this because I truly think as a kid, I was bombarded. <laughs> yeah. I bet <laughs> like buy, this, right. To be a consumer and just buy, buy. Right. Buy. But I mean, like, remember too, like in the eighties, like the economy was like in shambles. Like it was a really bad situation. Like that's what spawned this whole thing was like, and you know, in the current timeline, Reagan had to spark the economy. And this was like part of that. Okay. And then like, it's a smart technique. Like how do you keep, you know, repeat business? Okay. Like, so video games. So video games are bigger. Comic books are bigger. Yeah. As well as educational programming is right. bigger. You don't have a generation watching fantastic cartoons with a ton of product placement right. involved with it. Um, movies are also still big as well too. Keep in mind, Star Wars still happens because it was back in the seventies, yep. and kids they still buy a crap load of Star Wars toys. Right. You still have like, and then I think you see more like on the Silver Stream where stuff's tied to that. Like '80s for us was Ghostbusters, so there's a you know product lines that kind of still tie in and still survive, you know, in this alternate universe. But um, you know, more so too. Like we talked about it, you know, we had in the current timeline we have the phenomena that draws everyone together, kind of going in one area. Now, in this alternate timeline, like there's a bit of a split, so you see that there's more so the um you have two major groups like i kind of said like you know ones that were like doing the science fiction kind of um uh 
video game route and then the other route was like the more educational side so we're going to talk through to you like how that affects like the long run like as far as the late 90s and early 2000s because like they you know those groups of people take two very separate paths so and it's going to make for a different okay so what happens in the 90s you have the split group you have the gamers right. and the comic book people right and then you have the educational people um what, what's going to happen to them now that they're entering college in high school in the 90s well i think at this point too like you're gonna see like that's gonna impact them because you have um so much more uh people who got received um sorry uh more of an education like you know when they weren't like being taught like through school like they were still getting programmed so they're coming yeah so So they they're naturally they grow more curious. So like I see that like your college rates would probably go up, you know, more so for that. You think so? I think so. so you're, yeah, you're, right, you're saying because, because a kid wasn't sitting around watching cartoons, you know, <laughs> Saturday mornings right. and after school and there was more educational programming. It's stimulating. The college the rate more, goes up right. I, like, I think it's a natural occurrence, but like, I also see like that, that other group, like, they go the more, you know, the more uh, like artist community route, like too. So like it kind of, like I hate to say that it kind of balances it out a bit, but like if you think about it, like there's that divide, and you have these, you know, these two like right and left brain essentially is kind of how I see it. So okay, I see a more big push for like the arts as well too, and like in this in this timeline, like in the nineties. Okay, so I see where. Yes, some of that educational programming helped. Right. But I also see that the gaming industry is huge now, and the technology grew a whole lot faster. Right. So in this current timeline, yeah. I think like the, the Nintendo came out in 86, Super Nintendo came out in like late 90, ni- like early 92, 92, yeah. I think, after right. Street Fighter 2. It was kind of tight then. Yep. I'm thinking there's a bigger push now with that technology because there's more money being poured in it right. because that's the only vice that's it. So all of that money that was going towards toys, it's not going, going towards, towards the comic tech. books right, right. and games, which means that that technology is going to grow a little bit gaming. faster. Yeah. So now you're seeing VR games in the nineties. You're seeing, you know, actually see, we, there was like VR games, in but I remember I'm, like the game boy, like I'm the, seeing yeah. true. Oh, like, like true, yeah, like VR you're seeing, um, right technology like the ps2 being released in the mid 90s right not in the mid 2000s because there's more money being poured into that keep in mind there is no vice there was no there was no cartoon to to take those kids minds away right exactly but i mean like the, the economy like definitely struggles through this time too like yeah we're getting more rapid technology too like but because of and you also have a lot more kids into um, computers as well. Right. That's what I was yeah. trying to get at, like, with, like, the divide is, like, like essentially, like, the one side really pushes, like, the, the tech industry boom, like, a lot faster. But the other side, like, I think. Uh, well, I mean, the Internet yeah. becomes a bigger thing. Right. You know, like, I, yes, the Internet came out in what? Um, when it really started to kick off, it was around the mid-90s. You know, mid to right. mid-90s. Yeah. That's, in this alt timeline, because there's a bigger push for gaming and PCs, the internet really takes off in the early 90s. Um, it still is a drag because you still have dial-up. That 
you know, yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, escape sp- that AOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. high speed. Get you 50,000 free hours. Yeah, high speed really doesn't, you know, start to take off until a little bit later on. But a lot more kids are on the internet and are becoming more um, internet savvy and more um, so social media conscious. Because they didn't have cartoons. They weren't wasting their time playing These cartoons, He-Man. man. Yeah. Act, Act really had their stuff together. They they understood. <laughs> they were setting this up for like a really like smart like future right now. We have a, a bigger tech industry. We have more people going to college, learning more so. Like if the college rates are up at that point, like I can only imagine like what like essentially like what was like. I guess, yeah, it was the tech industry in the 90s. I was yeah, trying to think, was. like, because, yeah, I was going to say, like, Wall Street wasn't, well, I don't know, maybe Wall Street goes a little bit longer this time around because you have people out there getting that getting that education. Well, let's talk finance people. Let's talk about the late 90s yeah. and the early 2000s. Now that a lot of those kids are either just starting college right. and or out of college. And are joining the workforce. So again, these are people that was born after 1975, but before 1984. Keep in mind, they don't have that mentality to buy things, so they're not watching MTV Cribs and say, "Hey, I need to have the biggest house ever. I need to have the crystal." They're not watching Pimp My Ride to say, "I need to have a 45 inch TV screen in the trunk of my car." Exactly. They're more sensible with their money. With people not being so frivolous, like that's what concerns me. Like, like if everybody was smart with their money, we'd be screwed. Like nobody would have like enough money for you'd have tons of money, baby, like worthless at that point. Like, but people would not be living off credit and they wouldn't be so materialistic. But to, yeah, but you do have a good point though. Like yeah, you, you want can, that? You need to have. Like, you need to have like those new clothes. I hate to say, it, you need to have some people who don't understand this well enough and kind of make no, these bad right. decisions to keep to keep it going for the rest of us. So no, you're right. Yeah, it's a shitty way to put it, but that's the only way I can kind of think of it. But yeah, it's a necessary evil, I guess. But yeah, but having those kids deprogrammed now, and now they have the spending power, right? Because they're older. No, what are they doing? Are they just more focused on, on on tech? I was gonna say they have to be using the money to like somewhere because obviously, so like I would imagine that like obviously it kind of mirrors the the current timeline. Like there's the big tech boom like in the early two thousands. So this would essentially be what they would be spending their money on, and I think they would what buying like better computers, yeah, buying like, like better games. I I think it's a whole different landscape, like kind of like how we talked about in the steve jobs like um episode two like i see like the the tech gadgets that you didn't really know you needed until they launch them like uh, i see like the ipad like stuff like the ipad like i don't know are like, coming com- out are a whole lot out. faster because not just that but there's more just useless tech that you don't really need that like like i said in the intro like my vr like uh, i have no use for it point. but i had to have it because i was programmed that way but yeah you know what really sucks? What's what really sucks? Um, you don't have any of these pretty cool. Mo- well, first of all, I was about to say pretty cool movies, but I'm going to take that back <laughs> because the Transformers sucked. I was going to say I can't think of one of those movies that I like that that really hurt me. Well, you have the Marvel movies, and they're I fantastic. Know they're, but I know they're more comic book based, right? So I guess in this timeline, 
those would still come up because comic books are a bigger thing. Yeah. In fact, maybe you wouldn't have the run of the horrible comic book movies that came out in the um, early 2000s. I was going to say, like, maybe like an earlier version of the MCU at this point because, like, that's uh, like, yeah, Yeah, that's a good way to sell the toys. Like, yeah. Because I remember, like, early 90s like yeah, x-men right. toys were like a pretty big thing like not because there was uh the movies out at that time there was the animated series you're right but yeah so yeah. like think about then this so thing. those would go to the movies yeah. a whole lot faster as well so yes you right. would have the mcu you pull that in like that 1992 faster. captain america on the motorcycle with the with the with the weird helmet like that's like the start of your mcu essentially and they just keep that stuff going like hey you don't have transformers you don't have that movie thank franchise. god yeah yeah Michael Bay, you ruined my childhood. Do you know how many films of Transformers? I think they're up to like six now. Including Bumblebee. I think like six, yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I think it was either five or six. Yeah. So let's call it six. Let's say six. Let's say six. Out of all of those six movies, only two minutes was good. Yeah. And that was in Bumblebee at the very beginning right. when they were fighting on Cybertron. Yeah. That, I was going to say, like, the, all of them were it. pretty terrible. I And, like, I I really feel bad because, like, I went optimistically into all five or six or whatever there is, like, hoping that at some point they were going to be good. And that's why I actually watched Bumblebee. And, yeah, that battle in the beginning yeah, of Bumblebee was, was phenomenal. I was like, dude, this is what that's- I've been waiting for for Transformers on the silver screen, like, forever. Like, why? And that's our show for the week. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to know more about Ucornia 101, just head to our website. It's at www.ucornia101.com. Um, also, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. You can use Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or however you listen to your podcast. Just do a search within your podcast services and look for Ucornia 101. Make sure to go on Instagram and follow us and like us on Facebook. Again, just search for Ucornia 101. Also, we want your feedback. Tell us what you think so far. You can always leave some comments on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. On behalf of the professor, I'm Dr. Philip Reese. We will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.